Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke AME Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at org. Now, get ready for the word. Good morning, St. Luke Garland family. Pastor Amos here. I am so glad to be here this morning to share this word with you on this fourth Sunday of February. Wow, we made it to the fourth Sunday of February. Ah, we've come a mighty long way. <laughs> God is good. God is good. Let's get into the word on this morning. Uh, before we get into the word, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's, let's, let's speak to God on this morning. Let's bow our heads. God, we thank you for this opportunity to hear your word. On this, on this Lenten season, God, we need you more than ever to speak to us, speak through us. Now let the words of uh, my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I am so excited to share this word. It's been it's been in my heart. And for those who, uh, uh, you know, listen to our Tuesday night conversation this past uh, uh, Tuesday evening, uh, we kind of talked a little bit about it. And it's, it's definitely in this uh, on time word God has poured into my heart for this Lenten season. Uh, this this is going to apply even beyond the Lenten season. We need this uh, this word uh, to apply to our lives period. Now, I'm not just speaking to you. I'm also speaking to myself. So this word uh, today uh, is coming from uh, Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Let's go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And I'm going to read from the King James Version, starting on verse 22. And it says that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, uh, uh, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Mm. <sighs> you know, back in um, 2008, uh, a show premiered on uh, the AMC network called Breaking Bad. Uh, uh, it's a kind of an American Western crime TV series uh, uh, featured a character uh, named uh, Walter White. He was a high school chemistry teacher. Underpaid, you know, really broken down, really was not uh, in a good place in life. And it got worse. He received a diagnosis that he had terminal stage three lung cancer. So here's Walter has a family, has a wife and kids trying to figure out how am I going to survive? How am I going to provide for my family? Even after my death, uh, now with this terminal cancer, Walter's trying to figure out what am I going to do for my family? How am I going to provide them? I don't have no inheritance. I don't got, what am I going to leave for my family? Well, we find out as the show progressed that he started uh, 
he started kind of exploring into the field of uh, illegal uh, drugs. Uh, he was a chemistry teacher, so he had familiarity on, on, on certain things. So he teamed up with an old student of his uh, and started uh, distributing and, and, and creating uh, methamphetamines. <laughs> what? <laughs> The show was crazy. I, I, you know, people rant and rave about how Breaking Bad was such a great show. But you can just see the desperation, things that people do when they're desperate. What 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 are you liable to do when you're desperate? Now, it depends on where your moral compass is. You know, when you're desperate, you're liable to make good decisions. You're liable to make bad decisions. And as we can see in the show that it was a lot of bad decisions that were made in desperation. Now, in this Lenten season, uh, uh, we are asking ourselves, what is directing our moral compass? Are we affected by all these uncertainties around us, this pandemic or this, this political unrest, uh, the social unrest, this economic unrest? Uh, is that driving your moral compass? Is that pulling you on your in your moral compass? Is this pulling you to make good decisions? Is this pulling you to make bad decisions? What is pushing you? What is feeding your moral, your soul? What is feeding your mind? What is feeding your heart? In this season, it's important to have that check. Three points I want to share with you today. I believe God in this season wants to break some things in our lives. Yeah, it, it, it's time to break some bad things in our lives. You know, <laughs> the first thing I believe that God wants us to break is bad thinking. Those bad thoughts, you know, how many of us has, has, has run into some unnecessary roadblocks in your life? Based on some of the decisions you made, I, we have, you know, quite a few seniors in our church. I, I can I can't wait to sit with them and ask them the lessons they may have learned in life. I could sit and ask them, like, what, what are some things that you regret doing or you've learned doing in, in some of your decision making? And I bet you they can tell me in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a snap of a finger lessons upon lessons upon decisions that they made that they wish they could take back. So what uh, 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 what roadblock unnecessary roadblocks we have run into based on the decisions we have made? What are you thinking? What is feeding your thoughts? You know, I like reading uh, a lot of John Maxwell books, and there's one book in particular. It's called Thinking for Change. And and, and there's an excerpt of that book. And it says, you know, good thinking will improve your life. Yes, it will. And later in that book, in that chapter, it says poor thinking produces negative progress. Average thinking uh, produces no progress. Uh, Good thinking produces some progress, but great thinking produces great progress. How many of us are just one decision away from total failure or how many of us are one decision from total success? So it's important to to figure out what is your what what is feeding you? What is directing your thoughts? What is pushing your thoughts and and what is good to to evaluate what what, what's in your thoughts? You know, and and, in in Romans 12 verses two, it says this. It says, uh, uh, um, uh, and be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed uh, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So how do we transform and renew 
Armand, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked, you know, because because it's important in this Lenten season that we take time to evaluate what is driving our thoughts. We got to break bad thinking. You know, so uh, 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 Judy Allen is an area director for community Bible study in Arlington Heights. She wrote an article on uh, uh, the unlocking the Bible dot org. And it says five steps to renewing your mind. I find this very intriguing. The step one, it says, ask the Lord to guard and direct your mind. That's step one. Ask the Lord to guard and direct your mind. Lord, guide my thoughts, direct. That's simple as that. How do you renew your mind? Step one, ask them, Lord, guide, guard, direct. What it says in Proverbs 3, 5, 6, it says, trust in the Lord and all thy heart and lean not into your own understandings in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct and guard your path. Listen, in this Lenten season, take time to lean on and trust In the Lord, in your thoughts, the more time you spend with God, the more the breaking pattern of bad decisions, the breaking pattern of of, of bad moves and bad thoughts and bad ways of thinking. It's important to spend time with God. Step two, it says recognize the source of your self-focused and self-defeating thoughts. You know, I talked on Tuesday night about losing weight. And I lost a lot of weight, but it required me to really evaluate the source of my bad decision making when it came to eating bad food. You know, I love some some greasy food, you know. But what was the source of me making that choice? I had to really, really, really recognize the source of it, because once you recognize the source, that's when you can attack it and and, and shift it and change it, renew, transform the way you think. That's step two. Step three, it says, replace that self-focused thinking with a God-focused mindset. Putting God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things <laughs> and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Seeking God first. That's what Lenten season is all about. Seeking God first in this very trying time, this uncertain time. The first thing we need to do is seek God. Replace our looking at ourselves and what a, what a, what what a me, me, me and focus on God. The one and true living God is important to shift from self-focus to God focus. Amen. 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 Colossians three uh, verses one through two, it says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. That's how you can renew your mind. If you set your mind on things above God mindset, a heavenly mindset, not on things of this earth. Step four, rest in the truth that you are accepted in Jesus. You already know Jesus loves you. 
You already know that Jesus loves you. Come on, say it. Jesus loves me. Say it in the chat. Jesus loves me. You are accepted. You are loved. You are embraced. God, listen, he has already forgiven you. We talked about that weeks ago. He said, God has already forgiven you. So don't walk around in that shame. Trade your sorrows for the joy of the Lord. Trade your shame for the joy of the Lord. Trade your sickness for the joy of the Lord. You are accepted. You are accepted. You are loved on today. And step five. Rinse and repeat daily. (laughs) Step five, basically start over again. Ask the Lord to guard and direct your heart. Recognize the source of your self-focused and self-defeating thoughts. Replace self-focused thinking with God mindset. And then step four, rest in the truth that you are accepted every day. Rinse and repeat. Do that every day. Spend time with God. God, protect my mind. Guard my guard my thoughts, God. Direct my thoughts. Direct my mind every day. Renew, transform. This is not a one-time ordeal, y'all. This is not just for today. This is not just for 40 days. This is a lifestyle. This is every day. We are to seek God first. My God, my God. Second thing God is looking for us to break. He's looking for us to break bad Habits. Breaking bad habits. I told you I was in, you know, you know, I lost a lot of weight. But one thing I tell y'all, it was tough. I love me some Dunkin Donuts, (laughs) y'all. I love me some Dunkin Donuts. Woo! Every morning after I drop my daughter Gracie to school. I'll stop by Dunkin' Donuts and get me a, uh, you know, get me a, a, a strawberry frosted donut with a, with a latte and whoo, I started on my way. All that sugar, all that stuff, that's something. I'm telling y'all, that was a habit that was hard to break in order to make that sacrifice to lose the weight. And so in James, uh, uh, in John 2, verses 15 through 17, it says in the, in the, conv- in, in, in the King James Version, it says two verses uh, 15 through 17. This is what it says. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, <laughs> the, fa- the love of the father is not in him. Even donuts, Amos, (laughs) you know, uh, uh, and it's verse 16 for all that is in the world. The lust of the flesh, mm, the lust of the eyes huh, mm, and the pride of life is not of the father. Mm, mm. I'm going to say that again. Verse 16, it says for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, uh, 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 the lust of the eyes. Finally, and the pride of life. Is not of the father. Nope, nope, nope. But is of the world. In verse 17, it says, and the world passeth away and the lusts thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. My God. So those donuts (laughs) ain't ain't, ain't of God, (laughs) y'all. But seriously, those bad habits. Those things that we love that 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 rises up in our flesh, rises up in our eyes and 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 what we see and what we feel and 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 then then them the that raise that makes us more proud and prideful. That is not of God. We got to break these bad habits. How many of you know? How many of us have these habits that um has taken over? You know, like. They've become strongholds. Yes, 
Those habits are so strong. Those bad habits you had uh, uh, become so strong, they've become strongholds. What I mean by strongholds, strongholds are defined as a place where a particular cause or belief is strongly defended or upheld. Don't you talk about my donuts. Leave me alone about my donuts. That's a stronghold. Yes. When we're trying to tell you, hey, Pastor Amos, stop eating donuts. And I'm telling you, leave me alone about it. That's a stronghold. It's it shifts from a habit to an addiction. Now, I thank God it didn't go that far with donuts. You know, I'll have one once in a while. But again, but there are some habits that you have that have become strongholds. Hmm. Second Corinthians 10, verse three through five, it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. Bad habits, y'all. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. It is time to break these bad habits, these strongholds in your life. Yes, the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, <laughs> pride of life, anything that is falls on those categories, which is a lot of things, y'all, is not of God. And we got to break those bad habits. We got to break those strongholds. Come on, come on, come on, say it's time to break it. It is time to break bad habits, bad thinking. I'm telling y'all, you want to know, here's some several steps to helping into dealing with breaking bad habits. First step, take personal responsibility for your bad habits. Yes, Pastor Amos loved donuts. I take full responsibility. Yes, I liked donuts. So I just took personal responsibility for my bad habits of eating donuts. Okay. Two, analyze the root cause, the root cause of your bad habit. Okay, so because I like donuts, maybe it makes me feel good because I am stressed about stuff. And so I just analyzed the root of why I'm always chasing after donuts. I am chasing an escape, a way of escape. So now I have established the root cause of why I have the bad habit of eating donuts. Now, y'all, you know, again, donuts is just for me. For you, it could be watching gossip news or going on Instagram or gossiping about folk or, or, or smoking cigarettes or drinking alcohol or eating all sorts of stuff or cussing folk out or, you know, or, or pornography or, 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 or lusting or, 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 or uh, having, a, you know, extramarital affair or, or it can be a lot of things. But I'm just talking about donuts today, y'all. I'm just talking about donuts. And analyze the root cause of these bad habits, these strongholds. Third thing, pray about those bad habits. Pray about it. That's what we're doing in this Lenten season. 40 days we're praying, we're fasting, we're seeking God. Fourth, this is where it gets real, real, real important. Now I exchange those old habits and replace them with new habits. Yes, instead of going to the fridge thing or going to Dunkin' Donuts, I don't even live near Dunkin' Donuts. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I replace my craving for donuts for maybe a, 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 I drink protein shakes now. So I, 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 I get a, instead of strawberry frosted Dunkin' Donut, I replace it with a strawberry protein shake. 
Ah, <laughs> they're both strawberry, but one is more healthier than the other. Amen. Repl- you see, so, so put off those old habits and replace them with new ones. Five, renew your mind in the word of God. That's self-explanatory. Now, this is exp- this is important. You have to have a system of accountability. If these habits are strongholds and they're 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 tearing your life apart when you're trying to change and and renew and reset your life. You have to have a system of accountability. You have to have some checks and balances in your life. So it's important to have a buddy system. Yes, Pastor Jasmine checks me on on quite a few times if I'm she see me slipping and I do the same for her. Yes. Have some accountability around you. You know, seven, conquer your bad habits in the strength of the Lord. Yes. He is your strength when you're weak. You already know every day. God direct my paths, direct my thoughts, guard my heart, guard my thoughts, guard me. God can protect me from Dunkin Donuts. Let me stop. I'm just joking. All right. Number eight, develop positive spiritual habits. Get into the word of God daily. Get into the word of God daily. It says, again, develop positive spiritual habits. Pray. It don't got to be a 30 minute prayer. It don't have to be a bunch of deep sayings and scriptural prayers. It could just be God. I need you today. God, guard my mind, protect my heart, guide my direction, direct my my paths and guide me and and lead me through this day. It could just be as simple as that, but get into some positive spiritual habits. And finally, use your spiritual weapons, the sword. (laughs) This is your sword. Now, many of us have it digitally on our phones and stuff like that. But the Bible is the is is, is a, a, a light. What is it? A, it's a light into your path. Basically, that's what the Bible is. It's your sword. You can fight the enemy. So, again, take responsibility, analyze the root, pray about it, exchange the old with the new, renew your mind in the word of God. Use the buddy system. Get some accountability in your life. Conquer the habits, bad habits in the strength of the Lord. You are where you weak. God is strong. So lean on to his everlasting arms and develop spiritual, powerful and positive spiritual habits. And finally, use your spiritual weapons to combat against the enemy. Because these this again, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through again through the pulling down of strongholds. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It's that simple. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. It's time to break bad thinking. It's time for you to break bad habits. And finally, it's time for you to break bad relationships. Woo! I tell you, the last five years has kicked my butt. I hate to say it that way, but yes, it's kicked my butt about relationships. Some people that I chose didn't choose me. I keep it as simple as that. I chose people who didn't choose me. When I was going through one of the worst storms in my life, the people I thought that was going to be there weren't there. These are the people I said, you know, through thick and thin, they're going to be right there for me. They weren't. 
And so God had to go through a shaving of my life with bad relationships, uneven, unequal relationships, meaning that there was more on one side than the other. And what it is, is basically it's taking a lot of equity out of me. And it was bad. I tell you, I tell you. So many of us are choosing people who aren't choosing us. Wasting time, reaching out and, and, and trying to salvage something that doesn't need to be salvaged. Trying to connect with something that doesn't need to be connected. Uh, uh, it's time for to break those bad relationships. You're wasting so much time uh, into relationships that aren't building you. They're just taking from you. There is no exchange. And I told you, these last five years, it's been a trying time because I had to realize that, you know what? Uh, the people is like a little is much when God is in it. So I have a really small circle of friends. And I tell you, it's the strongest, strongest support system I, I could ever ask for. It is not about the multitude of people, you know, a multitude of relationships. It's all about the quality, not the quantity. Spending time with God helps you give you insight as to what's going on around you. Like, OK, God, give me the discernment as you're renewing your thoughts, as you're breaking these bad habits. Now, God can give you the, 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 the awareness to knowing who is around you, who is for you. Amen. And so spending time with God helps you give you that insight and that discernment. Second Corinthians 6, 14 through 16 uh, through 18. And the New Living says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner of, with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? Woo! Whoa, let me say it again. Verse 15. What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? Some there are some devils in your life and devils and God do not mix. It's like oil and water. It don't mix. Woo. How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? That's why it's important to get rid of those bad habits, those strongholds, those bad thoughts, things that are getting in the way between communion with you and God. And for we are the temple of the living God, as God says, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Verse 17, therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them. Again, therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things. I will welcome you and I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Yeah. Some people make you laugh. Some people make you cry. Some people make you cuss. Some make you make you scream. But all things are not good things. All relationships aren't good relationships. But God said it right here and it said it again. Come out from among unbelievers. When I when he's speaking about unbelievers, he's talking about folk who do not believe in the light of the of the world. People who are just speaking negative things and adding so much uh, 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 
turmoil and turbulence in your life and having you make bad decisions and, and encouraging you to have bad habits. People who are not encouraging you to breaking bad thinking. People who are not encouraging you to have, break bad habits. Pe- those are not people you need to be around. You need to pray as God, discern, give me the discernment to know who around me is for me. In this Lenten season, there's a breaking that's happening. There's breaking in your bad thinking, breaking in your bad habits, and there's a breaking in your bad relationships. God has a purpose for you on this earth, but he needs your full attention. Listen, today is the day we're, you know, about two weeks, almost two weeks into our Lenten season. And some of us have started, some of us haven't started, and it's not too late today to start. Get into the presence of the Lord every day. Get into the word. Let go of something that is taking hold of you, having a stronghold on you. Whether it's fasting from social media, fasting from digital, anything digital, fasting from food or fasting from people or fasting from something that is blocking you from spending time with God. It's very important because God has a plan and purpose for you, but he needs your full attention. It's time to break it. Come on, say that in the chat. It is time to break it. Today, I want to extend an invitation to those who are looking to recommit themselves to God in this Lenten season. Those who are willing to admit that, you know what, I've, I've, I've failed, I slipped up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm totally off track. <laughs> I'm not spending much time with God. I'm cussing more. I'm going off on people more. I'm irritable. I don't want to hear nothing about God. I, I, I don't even listen to gospel music. I don't listen to worship music. I, I am not in line in, with God. I, I, I just need a reconnection. I need a fresh start. Well, today, let's pray about that. Let's pray about that. And I'm going to pray for you. Let's bow our heads. Father, we are, lead, we, are, we, are, we are praying for those who are in need of a fresh start today. God, touch those individuals who are watching this broadcast who are desperate. They're desperate for a new beginning, a new season. Some people have gone through loss. Some people have gone through disappointments. Some people have gone through some some hurts and, and are looking for a savior, are looking for some light in the midst of darkness. Touch them right where they are today. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that they are accepted. They are forgiven. They are loved today. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Now, the second invitation is for those who are looking to be in the kingdom of God. Yes. For God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son, not to condemn us, but to save us, not to judge us but to save us. So no matter how far astray you are away from God, come and say this prayer for me. If you want to be saved today, 
and establish today that the Lord is your Savior. Say this prayer with me. Come on, come on. Say, Jesus, forgive me. I am a sinner. I come to you broken. I come to you ashamed. But today I acknowledge that you are my Lord and Savior. I acknowledge that you have died on the cross and got up with all power on that third day. I acknowledge that you are Jesus, the son of God. And for that simple fact, once I know that you are my savior, I can say that I am saved. I am saved and I am saved. That's it. That's all it takes. That's all it takes is confessing that the Lord is your savior today. And you are saved. You are part of the kingdom of God. Come on, let's celebrate today. Let's celebrate today. You're ready to break bad thinking. You're ready to break bad habits. And you're ready to break bad relationships today. And accept the Lord as your, your savior today. We are so thankful. We are celebrating. Now, if you make that decision, if, whether you prayed the first prayer or you prayed the second prayer to accept Lord as your savior. Mention it in the comments today. Or you can email us at info at stlukegarland.org. We're going to be there to receive that. And we're going to walk with you through this journey. We're believing again in this Lenten season that God is resetting. God is refreshing. God is refilling. He is setting something straight because he has work for you to do. He has a purpose and plan for you. But he needs your attention. And it's time to break bad thinking, bad habits and bad relationships so he can use you for the kingdom. Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland or if you want to sow, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.